That's one beer for you, two for me, three or four more. High five, I gotta pee. Ew. That's six, seven, eight, mate, fine, cheers. Then let's sleep. We're nine beers deep. Nine beers deep. Are you there? Oh yeah, go ahead. Hang up your pirate flag. Take your time, dude. Take your time. You're good. Yeah, make that look pretty. Yeah, perfect. Oh, wow. What's going on, dude? I like your outfit. <laughs> hey, thank you. I am a, yeah. this is, this is a, a Harry Potter um, Snuggie. Oh, it's a Snuggie? Yeah, it's a Snuggie, dude. Nerd alert. <laughs> Nine beers Nine deep. Nine beers deep. What? Episode oh. two. Here we go. Uh, I'm Cody Shelton. And I am Seth Harmon. Seth Harmon. Here I am, chugging from a big old, this beer mug is as big as my head right now. That's so cool, man. Fuck you, dude. What, dude? That's, that's super cool. <laughs> Tell us about it. Uh, we got a, we, we both got these big mugs at, uh, during a show that we did together, uh, Cody and I, called Howie the Rookie. And we got these as Incredible presents. show. Great show. Great play. Marco Rowe. Definitely worth a read if you're yeah. into reading plays. Did he also do Shining City? Or is that a different guy? They're Play, both Irish playwrights, playwrights so. but I don't know if that was him or not. Or maybe it's just, I'm thinking of the guy that wrote Shining City has done more than one supernatural style play. So maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, Shining City is um, Connor McPherson. Connor McPherson. Yeah. Either way, both of those are really great plays. Worth a read if you're interested in that shit. Dude, I am so cold. Why? I don't know why. I've been cold all day, which is why I'm wearing this. And I Are can't you get anemic? warm. I don't think so. Maybe? Okay, I'm my not... cats. I got I to gotta take care of this. Kick the little ass. All right. Uh, the Do that. And he's got to make sure his flag is, is hung up again perfectly. Take your time. Oh, perfect. Okay. Evicted him. He's gone. Told him to kick Where... rocks. Oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, Dude, how's your day going? What, is, uh, what have you been up to? So you went to the gym? That's it. I have okay. no life. Um, yeah. Our first episode finally was approved by iTunes, so got the link up for that. And then um, <laughs> soon it'll be on Pandora. Once we have uh, five episodes, we're going to put that shit up on Spotify. Oh, and also thanks to everyone who listened. And, uh, yeah, thank you, commented. guys. Like, I was kind of surprised that so many people are going to listen to it, to be completely honest. Right. I was pumped at the idea of one person giving it yeah. attention, but we've yeah, got a lot literally. of really great feedback. So thank you all. I appreciate it. We'll try to keep delivering something worth listening to, like Maybe. we are right now with all yeah. this lame-ass yeah. shit. And also the wonderful yeah. uh, freezing of my computer right now. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, here we it's go. The, Off the roughest start. Bud Light yeah, Lime, uh, the I, unofficial sponsor of this podcast. Did I get it right? You didn't finish it, but yeah. Oh. Bud Light Lime, the go. unofficial sponsor of this podcast, brewed with real lime peels. Write us a check. We'll say whatever you want. But for real, <clears> give <throat> us money. Yeah, for real, though. <laughs> Just give us free beer. That's, a, that's enough. We'll <laughs> really settle for free beer. Dude, I'm like feeling really tired. I'm so tired today. Dragging I had a, a huge coffee not too long ago, and I, it's not kicking in at all. I really should stop on the caffeine. It's, it's not good for me. Also, I realize, because sometimes I have a bad habit of overtraining, like when I'm working out, and I get, I, I, like my leg will twitch in the night, like restless leg syndrome or whatever. And so a gentleman that works out with me at the gym was bringing it up today. He's like, yeah, I stopped taking all the caffeine like pre-workout, stuff like that, that coupled with overtraining, I started getting restless re leg syndrome. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I was afraid that I had Parkinson's or some shit, like when it first started yeah. happening, because you can't control yeah. it. You know, your leg just is like doing weird shit. And he really freaked me out because he was like, well, the two are like 
I can't remember explained how the two are correlated. And I was like, am I giving myself Parkinson's? Dude. Am I going to be blowing in the straw? Am I going to be spin city? Am I going to oh, be? my God. You know? Dude. Yeah, no, but for real, like, uh, you need to, uh, which is Don't weird for you to say to because you, you're so, such a fucking healthy dude. Uh, yeah, take care of yourself, man. Yeah, I'm telling you what to do. Take care of yourself. Never. Stop doing it. I won't. I refuse. Uh, take a pre-workout. I'm going to pick up heroin tomorrow. Oh, that, I've never done that. Been looking it up on Craigslist. Bullshit. Add, <laughs> add it to my list. You didn't even shoot it in your dick for like a year now. Like <laughs> just like all the all the veins are just shot in my dick. It's just ridiculous. Like, this looks ridiculous. It's like all like deformed. <laughs> oh my god. So what's new with you, Seth? What have you been doing? How's work? Uh, work is good. You know, just I feel like I'm working all the time. It's Isn't it weird to think good. at one point in time? We were working way more. Oh, way more. I was working you know, like six like, or seven days a week. It's because of it's this stress that comes on top. Mm-hmm. Not only am I at work serving and like normal stress of just like going to work and doing my job. Oh, but also this table that isn't wearing their mask right at this moment. Now I'm going to get COVID and die. Mm. I know that's like an exaggeration, but like, you know, when you have like, when you go through 300 people a day or so, you know. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's, it's rough. I did go um get tested today for covid yeah uh, I, I didn't do the nose one i did just the swab um what dude nothing what are you laughing at me for nothing <laughs> yeah something go ahead go ahead say, i'm trying to refrain from like perverted jokes i got reprimanded already for the amount of perverted jokes that were made but Wait, <laughs> i just had who reprimanded you i did not reprimand you you can say whatever well obviously not because you're a pervert you're a deviant you're on this with me <laughs> we do it together <laughs> oh, now i now i just need you to make a perverted joke and get past it yeah okay so you want to know what it is because you said you did the mouth swab and so i just pictured it as like was it with his penis was it his dick did you get tricked seth is that what happened uh, i did accidentally I just, we're gonna do this COVID. <laughs> it's a new COVID test um it's uh, cutting edge, if you will. <laughs> Put it in your mouth. Uh, wait for the warm liquid. Just swish it around. Uh, Gargle around with it a little bit. The important and part is it. that you swallow it. And <laughs> yes. it's to get into your system. And I'm going to need to record it and watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this phone, is you're actually a trial subject, um, which is why this is free of charge. But it's going to have to be documented on my iPhone. Okay. Also, you're going to have to ask this questionnaire. You don't frequent Pornhub, do you? If you do frequent Pornhub, do you frequent Amateur Site? Do you frequent Self Tape? Do you frequent. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, we're off to just a banging start here. Man, I started a new book. Oh, yeah? It's called Mindset. I cannot remember the person's name again. Son of a bitch. Am I just Carol Dweck? Dr. Carol Dweck. That is the person that wrote it. And it's basically talking about how there are two types of mindsets, like a fixed mindset and an open mindset. A fixed mindset person kind of believes, I'm going to butcher this, but you have what you start with. So you're either talented or you're not talented. And that if you fuck something up, that makes you a failure, not that you're learning. Whereas like an open mindset person, anyone can get better at anything that they're doing. And that falling short or messing something up is a learning experience. I was actually talking to a gentleman who played in the MLB for a while, 
he's the one that got me onto this book. <clears throat> and he was saying how even at the highest level, people and they talk and they, she talks about this. I cannot remember the gentleman's name. He's a professional tennis player who was like a prodigy. And they make an example, even at the highest level, you can have a fixed mindset where you're incapable of learning and nothing is your fault. Like you, you are very quick. Not that you don't take responsibility in all things, but they use him as an example because he never lost the match. But then when he lost the match, it was because he was overtrained or he lost the match because he was undertrained or a match wasn't going his way. And it's because the sawdust that he used during the match was too fine. It wasn't thick enough. You know, random shit. It was never right, like, him. Like an excuse. It's always an, it's always something. Right. It's always something that it's not you. Instead of internal. Right. And then if they do take it internal, it is. I'm a failure. I suck. And please just check out the book because I'm sure I'm not doing it justice. Whereas an open mindset, and I'm sure that there are people in the acting world that are fixed mindset. I believe at one point in time I was fixed mindset and then learned to become an open mindset because I wanted to become a good actor. Yeah. And it's hard to become a good actor when you have a fixed mindset because one, you're, that'll either make you not open to direction or you will just be shattered by being told you weren't good in a thing right right? yeah so you like let it motivate you especially like myself when i first started not that i've arrived but when i first started man i sucked i sucked so bad i was pumped that i got a role with one line i will my lord comedy of errors i'm still off book um that was 2006 that's how good i am (laughs) but instead of it like it made me the more classes i took the more auditions that i went to and didn't get a role, the more it made, like, put a fire in me. Like, I wanted to be fucking better. I want to be right. the best. And then that slowly started creeping into everything I do. And now I look forward to challenges. Whereas before, I more just wanted to think that I was, like, just naturally good at a thing and kind of write off that and never grow. Um, which makes you, most of the times, unless you're a freak of nature or gifted or lucky, um, nothing. Makes you nothing. Basically, it's just encouraging me that at even at 33, I haven't totally fucked my life up. I'm actually trying to like be a better human, and maybe right. I'm possibly on the right path. But it's a great book. It's really motivating me. I'm also excited to finish Breathe because I'm about to the chapter where they talk. They go all these different breathing techniques, like holotropic breath work. I can't remember the name of it, but the style of breath work that what's his name, the Ice Man. He's like really Mr. famous for Mr. Freeze. Okay. <laughs> Wait, now, the I'm done. now I'm done, guys. Now, I was listening to Wim you. I was... His name is Wim Hof. The no Wim Hof technique. What's well, because you're not enlightened? Okay. All right. Yeah. I see that that's how we're starting this off. It was immediate. That's how we're going to start it off. The deepest Great. breath you've ever taken is while taking a drag on your cigarette. You fuck. Oh, man. Now I want a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kind of. I don't know what the hell you do. And you know what it is? It's because he's always on fucking GayTube or whatever the hell it is. He's just oh lost years of his life. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, man. Right, man. Well, now I just feel like I need to chug the rest of these beers as fast as I can just so that I can get over the heartbreak you yeah, That'll with. make him smarter, everybody. I fucking hate you, dude. I fucking hate you. <laughs> Oh, oh! I'm still cool. I can go beer. This is what my life is now, all the time. Just I hate you. I hate myself. How can you hate yourself in that cool ass Harry Potter snuggie? That's the truth. I didn't even know they still made snuggies. Oh, got this like six years ago. Oh, I have a snuggie. Should I go get my snuggie? Put my snuggie on. We'll have a snuggie. Go get your snuggie. Also, take care of that flag that it's gonna fall. There we go. (laughs) Oh my god, he's back with his stupid blue, stupid blue snuggie. Dude, there's a skull Dude. on your Snuggie? Okay, I take back exactly yeah, what I just said. To, oh, my God. Never mind. I take back my apology. 
<laughs> Shout out, baby, to my brothers on Republic. Four North. Swing low. Nice. Sweet chariot coming forth to carry me home. Swing low. You guys know that song? Are you talking to me? Republic. Jesus also, God. a cool side note. The reason the floor was named Republic is because, um, what's his name? Ryan Tedder, the lead singer of One Republic. Oh, yeah. Lived on the floor. Oh, I didn't know he lived on that floor. I knew he went to ORU, but I That's didn't know That's why the he... floor was changed. So while Seth was struggling as a closeted gay man at ORU, I was thriving, ladies and gentlemen. I um, got kicked out <laughs> my first month there. Or no, I got put on probation. I got... Yeah, you didn't get... Um, what was it called? Campus is what they called it. It's basically like you were, it was mandatory that you lived in the dorms. And within, I believe it was the first month, there were over 14 of us on the floor that were campused, grounded. You had to be inside at nine o'clock. And then you had to grounded, check in with the dorm director. As an adult, grounded as yeah. an adult at a college. Yeah, you had, to, you had to check in with the dorm Jesus. director every hour, like sign in to prove that you were there. And that happened for a month. And then at the end of the month, I'm not kidding you. The day that we were supposed to have our freedom back, I was so excited. I went to Wendy's. I got a Frosty. I came back. We had a meeting, a symbol, like a mandatory meeting with the Dean of Men. So I sat my Frosty down on my desk in my dorm room to step out in the hall for what I thought would be a two-minute meeting. And um, he told us that we had 48 hours to move out, that we were all kicked out, (laughs) that we all got kicked out. And he couldn't have been happier. Dean, you tiny dick, cock, fuck, bitch, ass, fuck. Um, he really enjoyed it. He really relished in it. Oh, he was an asshole. Yeah. And because this is the same guy that said, that came out with the, the whole thing that if you were gay, he said, if you were gay, you kind of have like, um, uh, what, yeah, like immunity or something. Yeah. Like immunity. So just come in, say that you want quote unquote help for being gay and they would find you a counselor that you could talk to and you could stay at the school and no consequences would happen to you. No, gay students went in to talk to this dude and they got kicked out of the school. Wow. So he just pretty much was like, hey, come on over. He was like the creeper little finger from like Game of Thrones where he was just like, yeah, oh, come yeah. on, come on over, come on over. But also I'm going to stab you in the fucking neck. What, you know, that's not, I, I don't, I don't remember that happening while we were there. Not to discredit you. I believe that it happened. Uh, I'm just backing up what you said <laughs> that like, oh God, uh, one of my friends, his dad also went to RU and he told a story about how they had a, so we had mandatory chapel meetings. He had Wednesday. Friday, we had to go to chapel and they had an altar call. And so for what people don't know what altar calls are, basically the minister, whoever's up there will say, Hey, if you're dealing with this, if you want this, you know, you want Jesus in your life, you want to be prayed for, come forward to the altar and somebody will pray for you here in the moment. They had an altar call saying, Hey, if you are struggling with homosexuality and you want prayer, come down to the altar. We'll pray for you. All of these people came down. They had people in the wings, identify them, write their names down, whoop, kicked them right out. <laughs> what a fucking piece of shit school. What the fuck? Hey, and this is true. At one point in time, because it's spirit, soul, and body. So whenever you're at school there, and uh, hey, this is the truth. I can't speak to what it is today. I just know the things that it was when I was there and things that people right, told me that right. had gone it previously. Could have changed. And Maybe I know they've made a lot of changes because a lot of shit that I got in trouble for is not even a rule anymore. So yeah, I'm sure, I don't know if you're shaking sure, your head in disagreement. I'm pretty sure or, the, the, the sucking dick rule is still, well, the sucking dick is probably still. You're in sin. So that's the big deal, well, right? I had piercings. 
And uh, at one point in time, I had long hair and I always had facial hair, which was another funny thing. They would not let you eat in the cafeteria if you weren't clean shaven. If you had stubble, they wouldn't let your ass in there. Anyway, but I know the piercing rule they got rid of, the hair rule they got rid of, but spirit, soul, and body. So it was mandatory. You had to have some form of PE class, which I actually like working out and doing shit. So I, I'm not opposed to it at all. Uh, initially, I guess from what I understand is that they had this door frame. And if you could not walk through the door frame, like if you were too fat to make it through the door, you couldn't get into the school because it's spirit, soul, and body. So the whole goal was that you were taking care of all of those things. Now, that was a gentleman that worked at ORU that told me that. I don't have any documentation that that's true. But that okay, was but like back in the 70s true. when it first opened. Or was it the 70s? Whenever it first opened. Fuck, dude. That's just... I have so many issues with that. Like, come on. Come on. Um, I mean... As we all should, with not just that, like with so many things, we don't have to sit here and bash the school. I don't want to do that because I did have a really great experience in the theater department. I had a, I had a blast. It yeah, was a great like time. We made our experience um, our own. Like We did what we could to survive that school. We got to do what we wanted to do, and we had really great experiences and made lifelong friends through that uh, program. So, like, I right. don't want to see her and bash the school because good things did come out of that and good learning experiences to come from that. But also, hey, ORU, stop fucking love shit you. up. Like, love what? you. Yeah. You are the way. <laughs> what? Yeah. ORU is life. ORU is life. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, anybody who's obese, kick them out. Anybody who's gay, kick them the fuck kick out. Them out. Uh-huh. Kick them out. Tran- anybody trans, kick them out. Right on out. Yeah, right on out. If you drink alcohol, that's you kick too. Kick them out. Sorry. Kick him out. Okay. Uh, other than Jesus drank wine. So there's loophole right there. Cheers. But uh, So you are allowed to drink wine? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you're saying? Franzia, Great. bring it on. <laughs> Franzia, you chose so, the most disgusting fucking wine. Slap the bag, slap the bag. Um, yeah, so got, got in a lot of trouble. Got booted my first month uh, along with everybody on the floor. And um, then when we came back, we named the floor to Republic, which there's a whole story behind that, but it doesn't matter. And we did so much fun shit. We destroyed the fuck out of that place. We partied oh, all the dude. time. And it's so crazy because you tell stories about your floor. Like you all have, like, I would, I, I would love to hear more stories about the floor. Yeah. But all the floors that I was on were just horrible. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember the names of the floors that I was on. Other than I was on a floor with, was it Nate Stocky? M.O.G.? Remember if I was on MOG. Men of God. Men of God. No, I did not have the same experience living on campus as you did. For Because all the times that I lived on campus, I lived on floors like I lived in each town. I lived in every dorm except for Braxton. That was a girl's dorm, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I didn't. I have no idea. Oh, uh, so uh, Seth didn't live in the girls' dorm. Okay. No, I never lived in the girls' And there dorm. was no co-ed oh. dorms where we were. No, I lived in the boys, both of the boys' tower dorms. and uh, They were shaped like penises, and that's because that's what everyone in there did, uh, played with other people's penises. For real, though, you, I did fuck someone in the shower in those dorms, so. Yikes, huh? In those little curtains. That's why we had the honor code on our floor we ripped the curtains down no privacy oh great great yeah rip the curtains down anti-gay on our floor full transparency or absolute pro-gay because i'd be like yeah (laughs) it was the best so i bought these uh neon lights my first year the month that i got to be on the floor or whatever one of them said live nudes 
and I can't remember what the other one was. <laughs> yeah, and they had a sound system in that someone just left in the our area. Now the only curtains that were allowed to be up were the ones that actually closed off from like the outside. That's because the air kicked on it. It was very cold. But we would have what was called the hour of shower. Now how homoerotic and awesome is this? Dude, I, I take your chair from the dorm. Floor. We had these like bucket chairs that were like really comfortable to sit in, but they were all plastic, so they couldn't get ruined. So when we turned the lights off. We had black lights and we had the neon lights on. That's it. That's your only lighting. The hot water ran for days. You'd sit in there especially like after intramurals. And sometimes it all showers were taken, but if not, you could double nozzle. So you're getting two showers hitting you at once. And then we get really steamy and you just play music of yeah, whatever yeah, they and, were feeling at the time. Reach over. But you sat in there jack, for an hour. Jack off your friend real quick. Yeah, you jacked him off. You blew him. Yeah. Big B is what we'll call him gave one wow. of them an enema with a water bottle once which i watched wait wait, wait. one of the more okay, disturbing so is, things i've ever is that, seen is that a joke or is that for real that's 100 percent serious <laughs> i won't say anyone's <laughs> name <laughs> oh my god i won't use anyone else's name oh especially the receiver god. of this how did that even work did somebody just bend over and he just shoved a water bottle cap up or yeah. like lid up there and just you know it was all it was all pretty um shocking um <laughs> but yeah this person was oh god as i'm telling it yeah this person was bent over no pants on right I'm and already, i love this story if i remember right if i remember right the person giving the anime maybe we won't use their names Maybe we're going to have to bleep those names out. Yeah, we will. <laughs> I think the person receiving, I can't even remember why this was happening. That's the worst part is I was, I, there was a bunch of us and all of us were sitting there like, why is this happening at this moment? But anyway, so I believe the receiver of the enema lined it up, if you would, because they didn't trust Big B, Big B to navigate okay. that water bottle because it would be too forceful. Then Big B... <laughs> fucking just went to town and literally yeah like double hand like squeezed this water bottle and it emptied out it worked i mean and then that person shit uncontrollably on the floor he probably helped his friend out you know he 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 like cleaned everything out so that that dude could go get fucked real hard and not have to think about it uh well actually he's not gay uh and you know him you definitely know him so he's not gay he was very disturbed i don't know why he allowed it to happen he also Um, shoved a a tiny glow stick up his dick once can i guess who it is yeah i guess who it is is it no close you're very close <laughs> oh okay okay fuck i'm not gonna give out all kinds of details because if okay. anyone listens okay. to this they'll okay. definitely know okay. who the fuck it was okay. but if you want to oh, okay, hear okay. the the glow stick up dick story i do, we used to I do, do. <laughs> these Which, call meetings all of this is ridiculous and super homo erotic and if, no no we're let all me tell, about the ladies no dude it doesn't matter dude if you would have just recorded this blurred out your oh. faces and put it they, online you could have made so much fucking money a straight dude douching another straight dude like there's a yeah. specific uh fetish that i'm sure <laughs> yeah, dude yeah if only they Jesus. had fans only back then i mean we barely just had iphones this time Wait, yeah we barely so had were so, phones Jesus. with cameras and like specifically video recording was so new at this time you didn't even think to take your camera out and record this shit you know no like um, i mean thank I god think that I ha- the amount of shit we i had did. a razor the first my first semester yeah. in college so did i had the razor then i went to the blackberry pearl and then i got an iphone i did the little like the, where you flip it and it has the mm-hmm. keyboard mm-hmm. on it so like and then you turn it around i had whatever yep. that was called and then i got the iphone so that's what we were doing before iphones kids jesus christ you okay. lucky little 
fucks. You don't even know how hard it was. My first phone was like a Nokia, and it, the only game it had on it was Snake. No oh, camera. I loved it. Yeah, that's the all. big box, the box Nokia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The little dildo phone. But mm-hmm. you could change out the the face of the phone, which was cool. Which I did. You know, I had a I had one that was you push the button and the bottom shoots off and it reveals the numbers. Oh. I mean, it was massive. I mean, it was like as oh, big I as had my one. head. I had one. It, it was, was like, like a little silver one. Yeah, you, you hit the two yeah. buttons on the side and it flipped yeah. open like yep yeah but I had, mine a, didn't I had a flip, version of that mine didn't flip down yeah mine just slid down that's cool so you're so cool thank you i am so I appreciate that. <laughs> dick and i'm sorry guys if if you hear this and you just really regret that you made these choices in your life um and didn't want people to know i'm sorry but yeah. anyway here's the story i'll tell shitty stuff of myself for days guys shitty stuff myself i just didn't happen to receive the enema give also, the enema. yeah yeah also big b uh we had a milk chugging contest once <clears throat> and everyone knows you can't do it right you can't do it so it's just immediate barf right which everyone knew that and so we already had the trash can set up they actually got surprisingly far before they started throwing up but one of them had been eating cinnamon tic tacs all day so big b the uh the uh mc for this event I, this might have been the same day like the same setting as the enema this all might have happened in the same day all i remember is he oh was drinking something out of a God. solo cup he had a solo cup in his hand and he's like yelling stuff you know there's like 14 dudes piled in this room like watching this shit happen one of them had been eating a lot of cinnamon tic tacs that day so he starts projectile vomiting it's like light pink it's not even coming out white it's light pink as the stream is solid big b with his solo cup in his hand fucking dunks it into the puke gets a big cup full and chugs it he chugs it and slams his cup down it's like yeah no, that is. Well, this is also the disgusting. same kid that sewed his own mouth shut with no prompt. Sewed his own mouth shut. One of my best what? friends. One of my best friends in the whole world. Yeah. Sewed his mouth shut. Sewed what his mouth fuck? shut. Dude, Big B, I don't like that you sewed your mouth shut. That's like something from a horror film, and it makes me yeah. like queasy. it's on YouTube queasy. somewhere. He sewed his mouth shut. He recorded it on YouTube. That's why he did it. It was in the middle of the night. I woke up in the middle of the night to take a piss and went into the bathroom, and he was sitting there looking in the sink, and he was just finishing it up. But he's recording it. Yeah, he, uh, sewed his mouth shut. Which you know, let's not get crazy. It's not like tons of stitching. He probably had six stitches, six up, down, up, down, up, down. All the way through his lip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like through the bottom, then through the top, through the bottom, through the top, through the bottom, through the top. Right. It's not like when you were a kid and you'd like put like the needle through like the tops of your fingers. Did you ever do this? No. He went all the way through his mouth. Fuck that. Yeah. No. I mean, I used to like take like a needle and thread, put it through all my like the tops of my fingers, like where it was just skin and you couldn't feel anything. And so my sing- my fingers shut. Wow. But you can't feel it. It's no, not you're not hardcore. No, I'm not hardcore. No. Unless I was, you uh, live I hardcore. Was, wait, what is that from? School of Rock. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, shout oh out to our gosh. buddy, Matty Bittner. He was in School of Rock not too long ago. He the, was. the Broadway traveling traveling Broadway tour. Not hardcore. Yeah, so the dick, uh, the uh, the light, the glow stick up the dick. So Jesus Christ. It was a hall meeting, and there were like these tiny glow sticks, like, I don't even know what they were meant for. They were small. When I say tiny, they're not that tiny. They're like bigger than a Q-tip. That's for damn sure. And we were always getting into shit, causing problems. So security was always coming up to our floor, right? So we had a naked hall meeting, which we had these every Monday. You had a mandatory hall meeting. I don't know if it's like this in dorms everywhere at every school, but every Monday we had to be in early, nine o'clock. 
and I don't even know what we got. We're just getting like, I don't even know the fuck the point it was, like what we were, I never paid attention once. No. Uh, they just kind of give you weekly news, things that were going and, on. And and prayer requests and... Prayer requests. Oh, know. we never did that part. No, oh. we never did that part. We oh, did the okay. bare minimum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because they knew that we wouldn't listen and we booed and we did shit. So they would just do keynotes, you know, what was going on with the intramurals, what, whatever they had to, had to tell us. So at some point in time during this hall meeting, these glow sticks come out. And this is also the time during raving. It was cool to have glow sticks and fucking so a lot of people on the floor always had them. Somebody had the idea that someone should stick one of these up their dick. And sadly, the guy that got the enema got volunteered for it. But he was gay. In a weird way, he was always gay. (laughs) So he's like, okay, whatever, I'll try. And you know what? I'm saying a lot of negative things towards him. I'll say this. Huge dick, this guy. Maybe that's why he always got voted for things. They're like, let's see what we can stick in that big old dick of yours. But anyways, like a... He is like, okay, I'm going to go in my room and try to figure this out. Everyone's naked, okay? Everyone's running around, tearing shit up, making lots of noise. Security comes up, and they're walking down the hall, and then everyone's naked. So they're like, what, what is going on in here? And as they're like asking us what's happening, this gentleman busts out the door, and he's like, I did it! And he's just got a glow stick hanging out of his dick. And the guy's like, what the... Like the security guard was so disturbed. He's kind of hanging out of his dick. Because that is like some specific, that is a specific fetish. Again, I know that you said this person is straight and I'm going to believe you until I hear their name. Hey, he really Uh, probably maybe is. So sure. And I'll believe you until I hear, until I hear who this is. Yeah, I'll tell Um, you who it is. Okay. Because as of right now, I don't believe you. And I don't think anybody listening (laughs) will believe you because so far he was prepping for a fun night he was getting douched he was getting himself oh, real happy that was a different night the puke drinking oh. and the douching was the same night i believe but okay. the glow stick okay. and dick hole was a different night but we'd always have weird challenges like i think one of the only ones i actually got nominated to do is like you laid down head to head so your head your ear is like touching another person's ear which they have a video uh-huh. of this i'm pretty sure and you got to pick lemon or lime and they had bottles of lemon concentrate or lime concentrate Somebody would hold your eye open and then they would just douse, just fucking spray lemon or lime juice into your eye. And it was like no winner, just who could hang in there the longest. And actually, I believe it's the gentleman who had all this bad stuff happen to him was when I got nominated to spray the shit in my eye. And I was taking it like I will I'll say I was taking it like a champ and then they fucking squeezed the bottle so hard that it shot lemon juice up my fucking nose like so they're pointing it at my eye it sprayed out so hard it went up my nose like all in my mouth it was it was bad yeah but I won and then another one they had a apple cider vinegar chugging contest and the guy threw up green which is like really weird anyways we just did shit we just destroyed shit we did a I lot just, of legal things that I won't so even say. I have so many things to say. I have so many things to say about all the yeah. stories you just told. I don't it was even so great. know. <laughs> was it? Yeah, I regret nothing. Right? I love it. And maybe who I am today. Okay, cool. Maybe who I am. Cool. I love those guys. No, and you know what? I Cool. I'm glad that you guys bonded. And I think that that's wonderful. <laughs> so Seth's over here sneaking around. This is the best part. Seth's all sneaky, sneaky, sucking dick in the door. And meanwhile, we are dick out fucking slapping each other in the ass to right. whatever blatant. Maybe, this is probably, dude, you were trying I'm, to be too secretive. I'm, yeah, maybe I'm less like 
upset about the things that you did and more upset that I wasn't invited to watch. <laughs> oh, you fuck. You would have buzz killed that party. You would have strolled in there oh, and it would have been crickets. I would have. I would have. So this is another thing of like when we lived in the dorms, especially when I lived in EMR, I always was very skeptical coming to your floor, like coming to see you. Like I was either drunk and I didn't give a shit or I like picked my times wisely. <laughs> Why? I did Because the people on that floor, I didn't know what the fuck they were going to do. Oh, that's okay. Like, that's fair. Yeah. We I just really heard like did. a lot of stories. And so like... Anytime I walked down the hall, I made sure that I was 100% aware of what doors were open, whose room I was walking by and making sure no one was going to like jump out. And I don't know. No, but like, I didn't know what was going to be going on. Like even going, walking down the hall, if there was a fight, like if I just walked by a, a hallway and somebody's pissed off and they just need someone to hit it's going to be the first person that they see, which would have been like the, the gay man walking over to see Cody. <laughs> the gangly gay just, man walking yeah, through the, his feathered like, hair. Dude. Hey, everybody. And it's like, I'm going to punch you, motherfucker. Like, I had to always be aware. Man, no, I don't think that would happen. But we did always do, like, I remember there was like this, uh, it wasn't a rule. It was just a thing that you learned for survival. It's like you would open your door and you would count to three. Like, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, and wait to see if something was going to fly by because people would regularly sit with golf balls, fucking uh, frisbees, any kind of hard object, like specifically golf balls. They would just be drilling them down the hallway. Just cause. Sometimes they would play chicken with each other, and so there'd be people at one end and then on, on both ends, just fucking smoking these golf balls at each other. So yeah, you'd wait because no. uh, guaranteed a frisbee or something was going to fucking whiz by. And it just takes one time stepping out in the hall and catching one of those fucking things in the ear. You never want that to happen again. No. Um, so I kind of understand that trepidation that yeah. we were always come, doing. Well, I mean, like, I did come down one time and there was um, a wrestling match in like the lobby area on your floor. So yeah, I guess like either all of y'all were out there. I walked down to see you. I saw it was happening and I turned around and I walked right back yeah. to my room. But that'd be like floor like, against floor. Gonna... Right. And that's what it was. It was all the floors or maybe yeah, it was they like come down different floors. And you but can I call thought people it was every, out. everyone that was right. And that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know who was surprising? Not surprising. I shouldn't say surprising. You know who was like really good at that was uh, this gentleman. He, one of the nicest dudes, handsome guy. Not, he was a fit. He was built like Ben Stiller. He was built and looked similar yeah. to Ben Stiller. He does. And he yeah. would wreck fools. He fucked people up when it came to wrestling. Oh, I believe it. But also, now he's married to like a beautiful woman with like four yeah. kids, five kids. I don't know Good how many kids they have now. A couple jackrabbits over there just Dude, humping still, it out. And they're, and they're still like both sexy as fuck. Very, yeah. It's ridiculous yeah, how gorgeous they are. And their children are just beautiful. Like they are producing like perfection right now. Yeah. Fuck them. I have me. I know. I have me and I have my cat. <laughs> and we're gonna yeah. do and meanwhile, <laughs> we've got each other and our cats in nine beers deep. So who's the real winner? You know? We are. We are. We. We are. <laughs> we are. We're in our 30s. <laughs> I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's the real winner? Huh? Put that in your pipe and smoke. It's <laughs> huh? <laughs> No, 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 no. Your house I and always your career, I, your family, I, your beautiful I, wife, huh? Huh? Fuck you. Fuck We're you. better than you. Yeah, who's winning? Uh, oh, fuck.
Yeah, so that was memory lane. I mean, I've got stories for fucking days. We didn't even make it to the phase when I moved into the party house, which was just all people that lived with me on that floor. Which was the greatest. Got a house. Yeah. And Jesus, great. debauchery at all times. It was like yeah. everyone would come from the lockdown private school to party at our house. Which is so weird because, like, I I, I know that the floor, your, like, Republic had um, a lot more people right yeah but it was like at that at the party house it was that the same people were there i never felt and maybe it's because like i knew you better and i knew the people better but i never felt any kind of like a warning to go into the party house i was always like fuck you i'm here yeah well i think also you're out of the atmosphere of ORU. Right. So I don't know yeah. if that was so much the people that live there yeah. as like the place that we were at. Cause like we had well, the same, like, and I, I don't want to speak for everyone, but like I know yeah. for me and some of my close friends, like we were fucking pariahs too. Right. Like, I mean, think about yeah, it. I actually how, caught more how, heat than you, but they didn't want us there just as much as they didn't want you there. You right. Know? But like, how fucked up is that? That like we all, when we were on the campus, and like that's something to say about the school and the way that they deal with um, situations is because I feel like. There was on your floor this need to do this because we're not allowed and fuck you, we're going to do it anyway. Like well, there was this like energy that was built yeah. up from the floor, from everybody that was there. And I understand that like it came from, you have to be accepted on this floor. This is very much about unity and like more, even though we didn't have sororities or fraternities, it was very much more right. uh, like, a, like a fraternity than it was uh, anything else. But I feel like while you were in, on that floor, it was almost like a, you had to do this. Not for anybody. Like, oh, yeah. Not only like for fun. Like you, you guys were having fun. You were doing shit. Right. But also, yeah. it was kind of like a middle finger to the it school. Of like, fuck you. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. We're going to chug milk. We're going to give each other douches. We're going to shove sh- right. shiny shit up our dicks. Like, We're going to make... Uh, I shouldn't say that part. We, we, we did a lot of shit. Like, yeah. and, but this is the truth. And this I know exactly what you, you were about to say. I've heard that story a thousand <laughs> right. times and I know exactly what you were about to say. Anyway, continue. You'll never catch us, coppers! <laughs> <laughs> Um, um but like and then in. like when you moved to the party house and all those same people were at always at the party house off campus i never felt uncomfortable or as a, I, I never felt uncomfortable at the party house i always felt uncomfortable on the floor even when well, i was in the room with you so this is an interesting point that you've made and this is very true and anyone that went to ORU at this time from well Seth and I took our time getting our undergraduate from 2006 if you count all the getting kicked out and stuff until 2012 yeah we were at this school slugging it out right because I I I left for a little bit I did part-time and I was part-time for a little bit got kicked out we evened out yeah yeah but we were still there for six years but the time the period of time that we were in the dorms I mean from go man so I didn't know anything about ORU um or the floor I was just invited to move on to the floor uh, because I knew some people that lived there and intramurals were like a big deal at this school are probably a still a big deal at this school. And and so they wanted athletic people to participate in this stuff. But I was already a theater major. And I remember like my first week going to our seminar class, which is where they have all of the theater people meet every Thursday for a one hour class. Right. And people asking me like what floor I lived on. And when I told them like people like were kind of shitty to me about it. And I didn't understand. It. So this is a thing about our the, the floor that we lived on, like the administration really did not like us. And most of the people 
at school, they didn't even know anyone that lived on the floor. They just knew they didn't like the floor, right? Because they had heard the floor was bad or we did shitty stuff. Did we do fucked up shit? Oh, yeah. But part of it was coming from we were constantly catching heat. An example of this, we get kicked out. We get disbanded. They shut the floor down, right? And then they let us come back I remember when that happened. I remember hearing all about that in Towers and thinking- Oh, dude, people were pumped. What the fuck is going on over there? Yeah. Well, then also it was like awkward because it was like they had, if you lived in the city, you were not allowed on campus anymore. But like like not everyone was like kicked out of school. They just got kicked out of the floor. Right. For being a part of the floor. So then they had to like- relocate them but they wouldn't let two people from the floor live on the same new floor they had to disperse them through everything so like a lot of them got put in towers and different places yeah it was like a real weird thing but also like people were really pumped (laughs) that we got shut down but anyway and i'm not saying some of that wasn't deserved it definitely was but then they were like if you mind your p's and q's and you do everything right we'll let you back right so we tried to be good and then it was over christmas break which is when we're supposed to get the call and i get a call from a number that i don't know and i answer it and uh, he's like, hey, uh, is this Cody? I was like, this is Cody. And he's like, this is Dean. What the fuck is his name? I don't remember. He was a fucking asshole. Anyway, Dean, I'm Dean Dickhead. Literally, this is what he said to me. He was like, hey, I'm Dean Dickhead. You know, the guy that kicked you out. And I was like, yeah, I know who you are. And he's like, well, I'm just calling to let you know that you're not welcome back. And then he laughed in the phone and then just hung up on me. Like before I could say anything, he just hung up. And then they finally let us back. We actually tried really hard to not get in trouble for a semester or something like that. And I remember (laughs) when they were redoing the dorms. Okay, so there was like, they were already bringing in all the shit they were going to replace the ceiling tiles, yeah. stuff like and that. The carpet, they, they, they changed the carpet. The carpet yeah, they were, yeah, they were going to change all this stuff. And then we found out that we were getting in trouble for something that they were they were trying to kick us all out again (laughs) and it was like no even this one this one year that we actually tried really hard to do right they were still going to boot us and this was like a lot of new people people that didn't participate in any of the shit that previously happened but were still dealing with the problem and i remember actually a glow stick dick guy he had fucked up his ankle or something anyways he was on crutches and he when they told us this like he was like during a hall meeting they're like hey guys it's looking like we're going to be in some pretty serious trouble for something we didn't. I, I don't even remember what it was. It was dumb. And he got so pissed, he took his crutches and started shattering all the lights out on the floor. And dude, it was a free-for-all. Everyone just started destroying everything. Fucking ripping the ceiling tiles out. Destroying. It was where we lived, too, which is kind of funny. We fucking destroyed that place. Left glass everywhere. Somehow someone was able to wire into the there's this old school intercom system through all the buildings and they figured out how to turn it back on because you couldn't turn it on like everyone had a little intercom in their room oh yeah if you remember that but if you clicked it around it didn't do anything well they opened the security door and were just ripping out wires right and then i guess they started doing that in another room and realized that the wires were disconnected figured out how to connect them. so then it would just play through the fourth floor so they would do like story time <laughs> it was like but it was like really demented fucked up stories and no one knew how it was coming through the intercom like they couldn't figure it out that someone had figured out how to rewire the intercom so then they were just like coming through the intercom and everyone it was like a big complaint it happened for us for the remainder of the time we were in the dorms we had story time every night yeah Uh, did it did it go just on your floor like your wing or was it the other man i could be remembering it wrong but i'm pretty sure it was like emr is set up in like uh kind of like a like a three-way like like, 
like wings. So like it's like it's uh, three like wings, a, almost like a like a three. You know what it's line. like? It's like the POD symbol. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah. Wait. So so it, so it went through. But just I know your everyone floor? could hear it because so there were intercoms down the main halls and it accessed those. So I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, everybody could hear it. And no one ever came to fix our lights. So when you walked onto our floor, it was like fucking end times, post-apocalyptic looking because it was like flickers of some kind of lights working. You know, like it was no ceiling tiles, like no fucking water fountain on the wall. And then just us weird people sitting in the dark, like Listening chanting stuff like for the stories because it was like, I don't know, man. So yeah, there was like a weird energy in the floor because everyone felt like they were taking heat all the time and so there's like all this weird built up like i don't even know if it wasn't even necessarily angry but it was like a lot of fuck you like the naked hall meeting came from that like they started enforcing these hall meetings on us so and then the dean started coming to the hall meeting so as like a fuck you we stripped down ass naked so when the dean walked onto the floor we all came out of our so he didn't know we were all naked we waited we decided this and um it's the dude that kicked us out like so once he was in the Fuck. middle of the hall what where is he his couldn't fucking name i'm so upset dude. that we can't remember his name dean i can't remember it oh, man fuck. it's gonna bother me oh that motherfucker dean fucked people's lives up dean and he just texted me that, yeah. Listen, dude, you motherfucking piece of shit. He was such an yeah. asshole to everyone. That is the guy that did the, oh, you can come in and I won't say anything. But if you come in and admit that you're gay, I'll get you counseling. That's the dude. That was my first year there. The thought crossed my mind, should I do this? And I thought, no, what if it goes further than that? What if it's more in depth than what he's saying? I'm going to stay quiet and just like try and figure this shit out by myself and like try and pray away the gay. Like that was like in my head. Thank God I didn't because you and I wouldn't be friends because I wouldn't have made it. Yeah, we would have never met. Fuck you. Uh, Yeah, I wonder if he's still there. You know, it's kind of interesting. Okay, so so all the stuff we're saying about him. I thought he left. I'll give him one thing at the end of this. So wait, what? You say he got fired? No, I don't think he got fired. I thought he left though. I thought that's Uh, why Dean Boyd took over, right? No, 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 no. Or did Dean, Dean Boyd took over for Dean as Ogle. Dean... Dean Ogle, the guy that said it was cool, he yeah. took over for him. Dean was the Dean of Men. Dean Boyd was like the head Dean. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, then Dean, he was higher status. Did, but Dean stopped being the Dean of Men when uh, the new person, the new president came in. Not Green, but when they appointed the new dude. D, uh, the Mark, Mark Green's... Um, Friend. Yeah, the guy he that can speak it, multiple listen. language through the gift of God. Right, exactly. He was he was so special. I loved him. He was the best. He was a nice guy. He, you know what he did was make our, our he definitely made our uh, cafeteria food better. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So I have a um, wonderful. I'm so happy about that. I'm so glad I got to eat as a closeted gay man in your cafeteria. It's still bitter. I'm still holding wow, on you to are bitter. just super bitter, I'm just, huh? I'm a super, super bitter, bitter gay cat yeah. lady. Like, that's who I am. You are just the cat lady. Little skunk boy spraying everything. So, yeah, we waited for Dean to get in the middle of the hallway. And then we had, like, a signal, like a whistle or something someone would have. Like, whoever his room was close to know where he was there. Yeah. And then we all ran out butt-ass naked and circled him up. Dick on leg. Like, and then we were jumping singing our florist song which was swing low sweet chariot like jesus christ but we'd always be, and then they tried to make a rule that we couldn't be naked because people could see us so then we 
made a curtain to put up in the hall, like so they couldn't stop us for. Pe- I mean, it was just like, or we would just wear just a sock on our dick, and it was always, you oh know, my God. socks, something ridiculous. Why like, wasn't I on this floor? I know, man, because you're gay, bro. Whatever. You can't yeah. be real gay. You got to be um, defiant gay. You know. Yeah, dude. Sure. You're a real gay, like that Canadian wait, wait, guy. Gay. Wait, wait, wait. What is the difference between so is defiant gay getting a douche from your friend? Yeah, that's defiant gay. That's defiant. Defiant gay, gay is okay. uh, being butt naked, circling up with your friends, jumping around, swimming the Arkansas River, stabbing a flag in the middle on the river walk, and then singing a song. Oh, that that's sounds great, gay. actually. That's no. Why is that? We gay? did that. That's great. I love that. That sounds yeah, fun. Yeah, fun. There's people Swimming in the river there and like, yeah. Swimming hanging out. out. There, that does, sounds great. Fuck yeah. Looking at some dicks. T- but also maybe, you know, shoving something up your penis hole is not Happen the more greatest once. thing. But also the disturbing same not. guy shoved a Q-tip up there one time and when he pulled it out. As I blood. say. That was disturbing. He shoved a Q-tip up his dick? Yeah. Said he felt some weird pop and then when he pulled it out, there was blood on the end of the Q-tip. Well, yeah, that's why you don't shove something cotton This is up also there. a gentleman right. that we talked into riding down, or maybe he chose on his own because we were all really into longboarding at the time. It was a pretty steep hill, and we were all going down it, and then he decided to go down it ass naked and ate shit, bro. Dude, did his dick get, just get destroyed? Dude, that was the first thought I had. I was like, he's going to rip that big dick right off. But no, he turned to protect his dick and took it all on his side and ass and back, and it was one huge road rash. Yeah. That sounds so painful. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Hey, but you know what? We're better people for this. And I'll tell you this. Like, we didn't give up. They really didn't want us to be there. They made it super hard for us to finish because we just didn't want to toe the line. Maybe we should say that we made it hard because we were going to stay true to who we were. And right. it was not the mold of what they wanted. Right. Um, and that was even in our theater department. No, there but, was no, a, a no, woman dude. that, oh, there, um, there was a woman that, you know, she was very much that. And thank God we had other professors that were not and supported us as we were and, and tried to develop us into the people that or, or did develop us into what we are today, you know? Um, okay, so here's what I have to say about that comment is that what is better you said that like you know like i would i I don't know which is which is worse or better because me being in the closet and staying in the closet and being miserable and fighting through depression and like knowing that like i'm gonna get kicked out tomorrow if i get found out or you and everyone on the floor and like all of that like all the gay people like me that were at oru and that probably still are at oru or people like you who are like fuck it. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Fuck you. If you think any different than I do, I'm going to live my goddamn life. Like you made it hard for yourself, but like also what is hard? Like, right. So this is fair. This is very different, right? You lived your fucking life. And I think that that's wonderful. And I think that I'm more jealous or envious of that. Like, I think that that's wonderful. And I wish that I had had that in college. Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have lumped us together in the same thing. No, 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 Um, no. I don't, I, I wasn't saying that. I just meant like, what a comparison of like, two people who went to the same school and you fucking like did your shit and like you fucking like powered through. And yeah, there was like positives and negatives of that and positive and negatives of me being in the closet and all of that. But like, who's to say which is better? Right. I don't know. Well, and I mean, I I probably would have gotten kicked out. 100 percent and that's the i probably would have been removed permanently right that's the difference right so i got i got booted 
but I got to come back, right? Yeah. Uh, you would have never been able to come back. That's the difference. So for so whatever reason, they let me come back. And that's a real, because I did not change. I, if anything, was more dedicated to the resolve I had made, which was I was going to be and do whatever the fuck I wanted, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and what I wanted to be was like a great actor and I just fucked off on everything else. But uh, yeah, like, so that's the difference is that you didn't have that option necessarily. Like you couldn't just go suck someone's dick in the alcove and it was going to be like a slap on the wrist for you you know like now mind you i paid a second tuition and fines and fees for all the shit i did yeah but that's very small in comparison to like you know you just didn't have that shit you just didn't have a fair you didn't you you didn't have that option which is a bummer and and something i will say was was kind of cool that i learned while here was being somewhat of a pariah you know is that there are underground groups that accept you you know like you had the underground gay community at RU. And when you're taking that kind of heat, it almost makes like your bond with total strangers so much stronger if you yeah. share this thing. You know, like, so I partied yeah. a lot and I, I made a lot of, I, yeah, I partied a lot. And just from that, there, I mean, every range of people, you know, athletes, non-athletes, whatever, like just groups that I had no interaction with would come up and be so kind to me, invite me to stuff, let me sit, you know, like, were very welcoming to me, but it's because we had a similar secret, right? Like we yeah. could both get in a lot of trouble for this, uh, even though we think it's dumb. And anyway, so I think what I meant by that was like, we had made our decision that despite the odds being stacked on us like that, now mine being, I could have towed, I don't know, I could have towed the line, but I just, that's just not who I am. You know, like we were still going to succeed in this thing. Yeah. And what we wanted to do is, is get the most out of like uh, learning when it came to acting yeah. and stuff like that, and we were able to do that. And on graduation day, Dean came up to me, and I thought he was about to give me shit because I used to have gauges in my lip pierce, but I took that shit out for graduation because I just didn't want to deal with it because I knew they wouldn't let me do it. Right. And he came up to me and shook my hand, and he was like, hey, man, I'm paraphrasing, but like, respect you. Like, this was not easy on you. Most people would have quit. You should have quit, but you didn't quit, and you no. achieved this thing. I'm sorry. You know? I don't think that that's a positive thing for him to say. I don't think that's well, I didn't positive. say that. Oh, no. I didn't say he, that. No, I'm, him. Him saying that to you, right? Right. But this is a thing. That's. I'm not saying it was a positive thing. Oh, okay. It was a win for me, though, because he had to acknowledge the fact that I didn't quit. I don't think he right. was trying to, like, bolster me up. What I think is okay. that I did this. You didn't want me to do this, and right. I still fucking did this, you know? Which, fuck you, Dean. Fuck you, dude. Like, you could have been the better dean to actually like nurture, I don't know, your dean of men for the school. And you could have been there for the people who, the students who are struggling instead of the students who are gonna excel no matter what, if that makes and, sense. You know, like you're, he you're right. Like the, the advocate there instead of the, right. the, um, the, uh, I'm drunk. Instead of the yeah. antagonizer, he could have yeah. been somebody who was there to help, but he chose not to do that. And I think that that is what is unacceptable. Even in that conversation you know, of him being like, oh, good job, dude. Good job. But none, no thanks to you. Yeah. Well, dude. and so this, and, and, and I'm not defending him, right? Obviously, I just spent an no. hour telling all these stories on him, but maybe he was that to some people. I don't know one that he was, but also I was an asshole and I didn't like that doesn't, him. And he knew I didn't like him. And I mean, I told him, the, you know, that doesn't give him the right to be, to call you up and laugh in your, like, right. laugh on well, the phone. Like that doesn't give, that doesn't give him the right to be a fucking prick. Like that, right. if well, anything, 
that disqualifies him from being the position that he's at because it makes him less of his title. Your title is there to help the students, to be there, to be the dean of the students of men. Like, that's your whole title. Like, why aren't you there? He should still be there for you. Whether you're going to get kicked out or not, whether all of these decisions, he still has to be on your side because he is the dean of men for the students of the school. Right. Right? Am I mistaken? Yeah, but also, so, no, you're not wrong. But also, this is kind of like we're on, we're getting back into the politics of a thing. I think what he did first and foremost was enforce all the rules that he was given to enforce. And that took precedent. And that made it hard to be that person to anybody, you know? I don't, I'm not saying anything negative about the punishment that he gave to you. Yeah, y'all did. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm talking about his sarcastic bullshit. Yeah. Attitude. I don't know. That he has somehow yeah. found that he is entitled to have with you is unacceptable. Yeah. That's my thing. Totally. Because I don't like the way that he, like, because enforce the rules. Yes, absolutely. That's yeah. your job as the dean of men. Like, of course, that's your job. Enforce them. Do what you need to do. Have compassion where compassion is required and needed um, and be strict where it needs to be. But you can't fucking call up a student and fucking laugh in their fucking face that you got what you fucking want as the dean. That's bullshit, right? Well, yeah. Am I wrong? Also, you know what? It's a decade ago. I don't give a fuck. I mean, but I know you I don't now, but saying. I'm just saying like... Because that could be people happening to happening to people now, you know? But Right. Wait, wait, wait. And, if, and if it is, guess what? If it is happening to people now, then fuck you, dude. You, I don't even know if he's still working there. I have no idea. Don't know. Don't care. I don't uh, care. Either. I did go by there because um, we wanted to record a podcast when I was in uh, back in Tulsa while I was on campus. I wanted to just sneak into the door into yeah. um, Howard and smash some beers and do the podcast, but it's closed down because of COVID. Looks like they made some nice changes though. They built the bracks in the dorms that got tore down that you're talking uh-huh. about. Like they've rebuilt yeah. it since. It's like fancy has, and nice. Has uh, Howard, which is the theater department building, has that got any kind of like looks the same? Looks the goddamn same. I love that actually. It's like a little I tiny mean, like, capsule. I, little I golf hope ball that they. I hope they get like all the good funding, and I hope that they fucking like create some badass theater. I would love that um, for them. Um, but also, it makes me like nostalgia wise. It makes me happy that it's still the same. <laughs> I know, me too. I just want to get uh, in there I, and smell the weird musty smell that is Howard. Oh yeah, you always leave Howard. It's such a distinct, like yeah. you know, uh, what's the black mold? You know, talking about like the kill yeah, you mold and yeah, the kill you mold. And also, like, them. you go into the theater and you look up at the ceiling and it's just covered in this, like, brown, like, thick, yeah. like, insulation. But it looks like somebody threw up all over the ceiling and it just, like, sticks yeah. solid up there. It's the best. Um, it was a great theater. And it's a, I have wonderful fond memories of that place. I mean, dude, I, I met so many of my friends there and I, that I are still so well, close to Well, look at us, man. Dude, yeah, yeah absolutely. A lot of um, good friends. Oh. A lot of cool stuff came from it. Um, I have I have not been on that campus since I left since since I graduation. Have. Yeah, that was when we graduated. Time. No, I take it back because we we worked out for like that summer. Yeah, but even me, man, I was so lost when we first got out that um, before work I would like go sit in the theater. I, I was never going to be able to do theater anymore. You know, yeah. I thought that was like the yeah. end of the road for me at the time. I just didn't see a way, so I would go sit in there for like an hour or two before I went 
yeah. to work. Yeah, which is so weird because I don't know if you've been feeling this way, but like since COVID has started, I've felt the same feelings as when I graduated. Of yeah, like fuck, lost. Am I ever, ever going to be able to do the thing that right. I love again? Is that going to be man. an option? Like, Me yeah, too. there's like there's a lot of theater companies that are doing like Zoom uh, perform, which is like that's fine, and I would love to. Totally. to do that and like that i would totally. i wouldn't say no to that but also that's not something that i want to be on stage that's that's what i'm like you know it's like i want to be yeah. in a theater i want to be looking thing. someone in the eyes without right. a mask and fucking just be with them and connect with right. them on the other i, I don't know it's just a, it's a hard thing to navigate it doesn't seem like that is ever going to happen not only for audiences coming in to sit because they're going to be sitting there for two to two and a half hours for a performance in an enclosed space with little ventilation, probably forced to wear masks to watch the show. But also, how do you protect the actors right now who are probably having to do intimate work? I can tell you exactly how. Day one, everybody circles up, eats the ass in front of them. You built up immunity right there. There it is. Human centipede acting exercise. <laughs> I'm not going to say no, but... <laughs> because <laughs> you know that's my that's my favorite meal of the day so. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> all right okay well once again my phone is blinking because it's about to die oh shit oh my god so, it's already almost oh my god okay yeah yeah shit dude so i love you memory lane here everybody yeah. i hope you love the idea of listening about a christian university in tulsa oklahoma because that's what you got oral roberts university oral roberts university club dread check yeah. out that movie they reference oral roberts university go out unto all the world and that's all i remember preach the gospel spread the good news yeah but there was so many it was a long quote that was their like motto right well, well it's, it's all, also from the, the, Bible. the world is it yeah you dickwad. So <laughs> let's uh, let's do it. What's our toast to? Um, dude, uh, can we just? I, I don't. What did we toast to last week? I don't remember. Can don't we just know. toast to? We toasted a friendship. Oh, it was a friendship. And I'm going to okay. give a toast well, to everybody that's right. choosing you to listen to this. My toast is to everyone that's choosing to listen. We're happy to have you. Yeah. All the people that we got to spend our life, like all the learning that we did at ORU, Courtney, Sanders, Chris Crawford, Christopher Martin, all those people that really invested in us, even Absolutely. though we were two fuck ups trying to find our way. You're yeah. the only reason we survived it. We love you. We Absolutely. appreciate you. We appreciate everyone that listens to this show. I love you, brother. Absolutely. Cheers. Love you, Cody. Love you all. Cheers, dude. Dink. Nine Dink. beers deep. Subscribe. Check us out. We're going to be on YouTube soon. Love you all. Talk to you soon. Adios.